0: Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. My question is that in Genesis, it speaks of Jesus Christ as the Word, and it says the Word was always with the Father. So how do you separate him when you say that he's just, that Christ was just a man um, after he descended here, um, was born of Mary? Is he still not um, holy, is he still not part of the Godhead? Welcome everyone to this program, That's in the Bible. And thank you as well, Darlene, for that very wonderful question. Thank you much. You know, you mentioned, Darlene, about Jesus uh, being with God, and you mentioned it was, you noticed that in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, and that Jesus is uh, the word that was with God. God. So let's take a good look at that. You know, uh, Darlene, you may actually be referring to the writing of, of, of Apostle John, which is not really the first book, the book of Genesis, but rather uh, what you're referring to is in the first chapter of the book of John, in fact, verse 1, and they often read as well verse 14, they read those verses together in order to make the particular point that you were referring to in uh, your question. So uh, let's start our discussion there and turn to the book of John chapter 1 and read those verses that uh, led you to make the conclusions that uh, that you have made and, and mentioned. John chapter 1, I'll read 1 as well as 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." So this mentions that the Word was with God. And being with God clearly proves, Darlene, that the Word is different than God Himself, because then God would be with God, God with God. And that of course then would make two gods. And the Bible clearly teaches us about only one. True God. It also mentions that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, well, why did the Apostle John say that the Word? First of all, why did he say that the Word is with God? What does it mean if it's if it's not Jesus already pre-existing with God in the beginning? Does Apostle John refer? really to a pre-existent christ in those verses as well so many are wrongly teaching that that it does and that jesus therefore himself is god who became flesh and dwelt among us that's what so many are teaching we're going to turn to the bible for a response but before we do that let's take a look at what authorities in the roman catholic church have to say uh, about this. What's their explanation? It's worth noting. Here, let's take a look at what they said. It's in a footnote from the uh, Catholic Bible, the uh, Dewey-Rames Confraternity edition of the Bible. They wrote in the footnote of John 1, 1, the following. To represent his eternal existence with the Father, St. John employs the term word. It is so used only by St. John and designates the Son as a kind of intellectual emanation from the Father. So the explanation here, Darlene, of the Catholic authorities regarding Apostle John's use of the term word, not as Jesus being pre-existing with God in the beginning, but rather simply the word, or as they describe it, the thought. A plan emanating from God in the beginning. Well, then why did Apostle John say that in the beginning, the Word was with God? Let's go to the Bible now. The Bible now gives us the truth, the truth to believe. Here's the writings of Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for the sake of you. The answer of the Bible, Darlene, Christ had no pre-existence in the beginning, but it rather it was, it was foreknown, it was the idea. God had that foreknown idea or plan about him already in the beginning. It was in his mind, it was the plan of God. As, as what? As a word. As, uh, as we all know, it, it did not remain just a word. When did Christ, who was, who was only a plan, a Logos, a word with God in the beginning. When did that word no longer be simply a word or a plan, but actually materialize, it come into existence? Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. So, Darlene, if it was the word which became flesh, and not God who spoke the word that became flesh, why then does the text say that the word was God? Consider Luke one thirty-seven. the Bible responds this way, for no word from God shall be void of power. What's the Bible say, Darlene, about the Word of God? It is not void of power. How about God Himself? Does the Bible give that kind of description about God? Genesis thirty-five eleven. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. So Darlene, what does the Bible say concerning, uh, concerning God and His power? In uh, uh, Genesis 35, 11, God is almighty, He's all-powerful. Just like what we read from Luke 1:37 about the Word of God. The, the Word is not void of power or it's all-powerful. God is almighty, not void of power, all-powerful. Thus, it's not, it's not shocking that Apostle John made such kind of a statement that, that the Word was God. Dis- describing the nature of, of the word, not that the word is, in fact, God himself. That's an adjective, not a noun. And as an adjective, it's used to describe the term word, which is why, in fact, you know, Darlene, other Bible translators have, in fact, translated it more clearly, such as, for example, the James Moffat translation of the Bible, which renders it, the Logos was divine. Logos being the Greek for word, darling, you also asked why why we separate Jesus from the godhead it's you know it's not that we do any such thing actually you know there there may be as you and you may witness many preachers who teach uh, so many things about the term Godhead, and they may say that well, it means a triune God such as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but Darlene, everyone, that is simply not in the Bible. And there's no basis to embrace such an unscriptural stand. What is in the Bible, however, is the teaching of Jesus regarding who the true God is. Believe Jesus. What did He say? Let's conclude with his words in the, in the book of John 17, verse one, as well as verse three. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. Allow me to pause, Darlene. Who's speaking? Jesus, he's praying to the Father. What did he include in his prayer? Verse 3, "...and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent." Jesus himself referred only to the Father as God, not himself. He didn't say that the Father and also me together and also our companion, the Holy Spirit, the three of us make up a Godhead, triune, Trinitarian God. He didn't say anything like that. This is why here, Darlene, inside the Church of Christ, we believe and we teach that the truth concerning the one true God is the Father. Why? Because that's in the Bible. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.